I think that for especially as a ballet dancer is to um, let go of the perfectionism. Yeah. Like to embrace, you know, if there's something that's not great in your physicality, like stop hating it, stop wasting energy, wishing you could change it or have been born different. Mm. Um, embrace it. It's there to stay. Move on. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast for ballerinas, adult ballerinas, parents of ballerinas, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Georgia Canning, also known as the Balance Ballerina, and it's my mission to break down the elitist barriers often associated with ballet. Through my own studios and ballet-related businesses, I'm all about providing space and content for people from all walks of life to experience and enjoy the many benefits of ballet. Each month, I'll bring you industry leaders and thought-provoking guests who will hopefully inspire you to lead a more balanced life, full of grace, with a little grit. Hello, my beautiful balanced ballerinas. I know I say this almost every week, but I do have a very special episode for you today. Firstly, a huge thank you to friend of the pod who became a real life friend, Dr. Andrea Robertson from episode number 11. She introduced me to her dear friend and principal dancer with the Australian Ballet, Amber Scott. Now, little did Andrea know, I actually used to watch Amber through the studio windows when I was a young student at the Australian Ballet School. So this made the introduction and interview extra special for me. And I even brought to the interview a journal from when I was 12 years old with Amber's signature. She had a giggle and uh, noted how young her handwriting was. But oh my gosh, so embarrassing. I'm such a goofball. I can't believe I did that. Anyway... So this is how amazing Amber actually is. I'll paint you a picture. I was meeting her at the Sydney Opera House as they were in the midst of Nutcracker season and she wasn't supposed to be performing that evening. So we decided an interview in the afternoon would work perfectly. Now, when I arrived, one of the company members was sick and couldn't perform. So not only did Amber have to prepare to fill her spot, but she also had to rearrange babysitters and all sorts for her daughter. I told Amber that it was totally fine if we needed to cancel the interview altogether or reschedule for another time, but she was insistent that we have a conversation for the pod because she just loves the idea of sharing and passing knowledge down to the next generation of ballerinas. So with that, we locked ourselves in her beautiful dressing room, may I say, overlooking Sydney Harbour, and we had this conversation while she prepared her point shoes for the evening's performance. What a star. She literally had the microphone in between her legs whilst darning and sewing her point shoes. Now, a little bit about Amber, in case you didn't already know. Amber Scott joined the Australian Ballet School at the age of 11, and after graduating as Ducks, she joined the Australian Ballet in 2001, where Amber was promoted to Principal Artist in 2011 after performing the second movement from Sir Kenneth Macmillan's Concerto. Amber has received a Helpman Award nomination for Stephen Bain's Swan Lake in 2013, a Telstra Ballet Dancer Award and Telstra People's Choice Award in 2004. A first place at the Junior Asian Pacific Competition in Tokyo 1999 and a bronze medal at the Adeline Genet Awards in 1998. 
But more recently, Amber has been awarded the title of mother, giving birth to little Bonnie just over a year ago now. Fun fact, Bonnie's father and Amber's husband is fellow Australian ballet principal artist Ty King Wall. And I remember Ty from my Australian ballet days. He was always so boundless and impressive with his movement and was accepted into the company when I was in level six at the school. So I can only imagine what amazing ballet blood is within Bonnie already with a mum and dad like hers. Um, not only do Amber and I discuss her career, but we also discuss motherhood and the intricacies of uh, having a partner who has the same very difficult working schedule as you. And it's just a fascinating situation that Amber gives insight into, you know, the life of a classical ballerina trying to balance pirouettes and prams. Now, because I know so many of you are David Hallberg fans, I had to ask Amber what it's like partnering one of the world's most famous classical ballet dancers, which she's done many times before. So you'll love that. I love her answer um, and you'll have to keep listening to find out. As Amber sat across from me, I couldn't help but notice just her refined and effortless elegance. Sans makeup really dewy skin from rehearsal and wearing a simple singlet and shorts she was absolutely glowing the kind of glow that comes from from the inside just from a really kind soul now it was truly an honor to interview this gorgeous ballerina human and now mother so thank you so much amber for sharing your precious time especially as you're now a working mother and i'm sure that the listeners are going to love this one Ready to go, Amber? Already. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for meeting me and um, taking time out of your busy schedule because I should let the listeners know we're actually currently sitting in your dressing room at the Sydney Opera House and you are um, in the midst of your nutcracker season. Yes. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, is that your return to stage? Yes, this was the first um, ballet, I've, or the only ballet I've attempted since having my baby. And yeah. um, this is the third season of it. So I did Melbourne, Adelaide and now Sydney. That's so exciting. And how mm. do you feel? Um, you know, I feel a lot better 12 months postpartum to 10 months postpartum. Like it's not um, a long time. But yeah, I think each each day I've sort of had more time at ballets. My body's getting more used to it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it must be crazy. I'm going to ask you more questions about it later. Yeah. But I always kind of like to start where where your ballet journey began. How old were you when you first started ballet? I was, I definitely did creative dance when I was about 18 months. Wouldn't call that ballet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd say five for proper ballet. Yeah. And that was on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. And then I just continued and I kept going and yeah. kept going and here I am now. <laughs> and do you do you remember whether you asked mum and dad or did they just put you in ballet or? Uh, mum, I was really active. And yeah. Like dancing around and just a very busy child and so she thought ballet would be a good thing to sort of harness that energy and um yeah she's like we need to put her in something she, need, she needs a focus yeah. yeah yeah no and I think she thought maybe the classical music and the concentration would be good calming thing for me to do yeah and it certainly was <laughs> there you go and so you were at the Aussie Ballet School from age 11 yes um and then after graduating as ducks which is very impressive um I know I'm gonna give you like a blast from the past today <laughs> yeah. um you then joined Aussie Ballet in 2001 yes and then you were principal in 2011 11 yes so I just want to know like those 10 years did they just fly or um, did it feel long or 
you know what? They were hard. Yeah. <laughs> they were hard years and they were like some of the best years, I think, now looking back because yeah. um, it's where you get your strength and it's where you're on stage the most because you're doing corps de ballet work and then you get to – I got to go up through soloist work. But um, I did a lot of understudying, so many years standing up the back, learning roles that yeah. I felt really lucky I could be in the same room as the principals. Yeah. And there was – um. You know, just so many shows, being a girlfriend or being on the side and learning the whole time from the senior dancers. And it just the only it, you just need time to create those layers. And I think maybe I was um, impatient at times and especially impatient with my body because it would get injured. And, mm. you know, you do you are pushed quite a lot in, in those years in the company. Yeah. And now on the other side of it, I'm so grateful for having had to go through that because it made me so appreciative to reach the principal rank. Like I really felt like I did my time and you deserved it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when having done the time, I felt mm. really prepared to be a principal. Um, you're still developing, even if you get promoted to this rank. You still, I'm, I'm still trying to develop now. But um, I think just having had that, that extra sort of, not long, but it was a, it was tough journey. Um, I'm so grateful for every moment and all the, the perks you get now. Just, yeah. just doing maybe one role in a ballet. Like this beautiful dressing room that you've got. This beautiful dressing overlooking room. Overlooking the Sydney Harbour. Oh, I It's know. actually beautiful. I still, I don't think, like I still pinch myself coming in here. Like it's incredible. Um, yeah, it's a very special job. But it's hard as well. So yeah. it all balances out. <laughs> it's funny because I guess if you're in any other career, you're sort of, reaching the pinnacle of your career at maybe 40 or 50 and mm. but as a ballet dancer you're reaching possibly the pinnacle of your career at 29 30 or yeah. you know so it's 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 I know what you mean mm. as in being ready to, yeah. for the role of principal yeah and yeah. everyone's different like I think you're yeah. some people are ready for that and their bodies are fantastically capable early on and other people take longer it doesn't really matter in the end it's the and it doesn't even matter if you don't get to that top rank. I guess it's just your um, contribution to the art and how yeah. you enjoy it. Yeah. I, um, I've, of course, done my research. The first ballet you saw was Swan Lake. Yeah. <laughs> and then the first, correct me if I'm wrong, principal role that you did was Odette, Odile in Swan Lake. Yes. How did that feel? Was that like just a massive circle? Like Yes. It was real. That was very special. That would have um, been. I think the years suddenly seem to have melted away and it is incredible how fast time goes mm. and I think now as a mother I can really see how you know long days long nights short years it's very true yeah but I found um yeah I found it was a real pinch me moment and I was very I was really lucky that such a big ballet was my first one that um they took a chance on me to give me my debut yeah mm. and did they did they know that was the first ballet you'd ever seen or it just was absolute oh, coincidence I think it was a coincidence yeah. I was like I mentioned before I used to get um nice opportunities to be understudy for roles and uh often they don't intend you to go on but it's just good for you to be in there learning yeah and I had learned that role and I think someone uh they, they just were down in Odette at one point and I got to dance with Matthew Lawrence and Lucinda Dunn. Oh. Um, they were the prince and the baroness and yeah. I was like, it, that was amazing. Were you a little bit scared? I was. I mean, I wasn't scared of either of them as people because they were, they were both very um, supportive and nurturing. Mm. 
of me when I was younger. Like Matt was very good at, you know, teaching me about how to be partnered well. And Lucy was such a, you know, the most amazing example of a ballerina and very, um, not mother, well, motherly, I guess. Like she'd just really um, take time to help you and, and show you some some things she'd learnt and an interest. So I felt really lucky I got to dance with them. And um, they were pretty patient. Now I look back, I'm like, they probably felt like, oh gosh, here we go. We've got to do more rehearsals for this young one. But they never, ever like showed, never let showed that. No, and they were very, yes, patient. Very professional. <laughs> very professional. That's so funny. I have to ask um, a listener favourite question is always, like, what was, what's your, been your favourite repertoire or roles to, to dance? Um, definitely the story ballets. Yeah. Like the bigger the costume, the hair, the makeup, the more dramatic that I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so funny because you're so, um, like not like that in real life. Do you know what I mean? I try not to. You're so natural. You've got very natural beauty, Amber. (laughs) There's not much choice at the moment. We wear so much on stage. It's like, it's the last thing you want. Never wear anything. But, um, yeah, I love those. Yeah. From a, a different era. Um, great story great characters so who are you dancing tonight because you've just been thrown on stage which is why you're actually I have to take a photo it's so funny (laughs) you're literally sewing point shoes as we're doing the interview because you've been thrown on stage for this evening well I know it's the same role I danced oh is it it's sugar plum okay I danced it on um Saturday night and I'm going to do it again on Thursday so I'm just doing it a few days earlier but um it's a little bit different now when I get um asked to do things last minute because I've got my little one to make sure she's cared for and juggle and juggle and yeah and we're on tour so um yeah it was an interesting morning yes. it's all sorted now oh and which is why I'm so appreciative that you met up with me oh no no oh. this is a pleasure <laughs> oh thank you um I was going to actually ask you um I've noticed that you've actually I'm only asking because I read his book recently, David Holberg, and um, he's on my hit list of guests that I would love to get on the podcast Mm. one day. And so I was going to ask you, this is my question, what's he like to dance with? You've partnered him quite a few times. Yeah, that's that's been amazing. I've learned so much from those times. Mm. He's he's a very funny person. Like he's an incredible artist and, you know, this superstar of the ballet world, but a very good sense of humor and we actually were quite good friends before we danced together because he knew my brother from a long time ago um so that was nice to kind of break the ice when he first guested with us and then the opportunities came up I could do I think Cinderella was the first time yeah and then after his huge rehab um I was his partner for his comeback show for Coppelia and that was really exciting because the leads in that ballet were probably two roles that neither of us really probably would have done often or weren't sort of expected to do in our careers and, yeah um yes yeah, one Hilda was a role I'd always love watching but it just wasn't necessarily the thing I'm suited best to so yeah. I was really grateful David let me have that opportunity and then it worked out perfectly because David needed a partner and yeah we'd work together um he just seems like an interesting character yeah he's very um it's always good to work with him because he's incredibly professional and knows himself and um, he's just got a lot of knowledge from the people he's learnt from around the world, um, the companies he's danced with, the, the partners he's partnered are incredible ballerinas. So, Like yourself. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm very lucky to have just joined the party. But um, I think we all, 
he has a, an air, an aura about him that, um, yeah, you have to sort of forget a little bit when you're dancing because otherwise you, I get too nervous. I, I was going to say you would. Yeah, but at, at the same time, sometimes when I've done a show with him, there is this, you know, crazy excitement brimming, but um, it's kind of all about David, which in a way <laughs> takes the pressure off me. <laughs> I, I can understand it's very that. Straight, yeah. I mean, it doesn't take the pressure off because there's a lot, yeah. a lot more people there expecting a good show, but... I don't know. It's nice to, um, yeah, just bask in someone else's glow. Oh, that's so and funny. Then, he does. I feel like I've really lifted. He's pushed me um, when we've danced together and I yeah. felt I had to rise to the occasion. Um, and it's always good to have that pressure on you at times. And, yeah, there's been a lot of learning and a lot of laughs from those partnerships. I wanted to ask you about your self-described third act, Motherhood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I totally read your article in Sunday Life oh, yeah. the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was going to ask you, um, since like returning from maternity leave, so for those that don't know, your um, husband is Taiking Wall, who's also a dancer yes. with the Australian Ballet. Yeah. And so having little Bonnie, how old is she now? She's uh, 13 months. So 13 yeah, months. just had her first birthday. That's right. And um, so what, I mean, what's that like? You're even in the same company. So having, you're most likely doing the same performances most of the time. So how do you juggle mm. that schedule? Um, yeah, the juggle and late nights. <laughs> yeah. Well, this year's not been too bad because I did, um, I didn't rush back. Like yeah. I, I did take 10 months to appear on stage, which is, um, it was a good amount of time. I didn't want to miss out on any of those special early moments with Bonnie. Um, Is that typical? Do some return some a lot earlier? Some people return or? a lot earlier, especially overseas in America. Like our company's got a great maternity policy. So yeah. as long as you're sort of back in some capacity within the year, you're, um, your contract's maintained. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Cause and even yeah. then, like there's extenuating circumstances. Mm. Very understanding workplace. Um, so fortunate that way. So this year, Ty and I haven't been cast together in Nutcracker. And thank you to our boss. So we've managed the nights pretty well. Yeah. And then at the moment, he's actually in Houston. So it's this is my first taste of perhaps what it'll be like when we're both, you know, busy at night. And I think it's um, it kind of, you know, it took a family to get me back on stage dancing and it kind of takes a family tribe to get you know yeah to raise a baby and so who, we've got family we yeah have, i was gonna say who is your tribe <laughs> yeah well we have um our mums have been fantastic we have daycare actually has been a real blessing i was a little scared to send her so young yeah and then a place became available and i was like oh my gosh off we go and she's loved it she's very social and i think actually she needs it because she's very um busy and needs the sort of physical and social um interaction yeah uh, we have we have casual babysitters we have friends she spent um her sort of first few months she'd often come in and be on a mat on the floor yeah um staff members other dancers have been watching her and playing with her everyone just chips in yeah so it makes just it work every day yeah is different and because our schedule does change a fair bit um i guess that's the hardest thing you know most times if you had a nine to five job you could get your well, you could work part-time from home like a, a lot of mums can. But you literally um, have to be on we, stage. Yeah, I can't do my can't class like, and rehearsals yeah. from home. I'll take my work home if that's all yeah, right, guys. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So it, that's that's hard because actually I have to be present here. Mm. And, um, it's Yeah, it's got easier as she's um, 
you know got closer to one yeah she's more independent but um yeah I mean it's still it's still hard to leave her each day like part of you's like oh I, I want to stay with her but then it's yeah. actually to come to work is my rest yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like my time to just um, so some point shoes so some point shoes and uh, well you're just focusing on something that's not um parenting or yeah which is probably healthy. I think it's healthy. Yeah, yeah, I think even if you, I mean, I was loving it, but I think it is good for you. You're, I think you're a good, you're a better parent if you've just had that separation for a little bit and mm. then you come back to them and, and you're going to be giving them the best of yourself if you've just recharged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not a mum yet, but I did ask my mother, I said, mum, if you were interviewing Amber, like, what would you want to know? Oh, yeah. I said, have you got any mummy questions? In fact, she was very disappointed, like I said to you, that she didn't get to look after Bonnie yeah, today. That was very nice she's a bit, she's a bit baby obsessed. <laughs> but um, she wanted to know how you felt with your body being your tool for work. Mm. What did that feel like, having it completely change? I'm curious too, yeah. if you don't if you're not comfortable talking about it just thought like it's such a huge change Mm. like how did you feel about it were you okay were you uncomfortable well I don't know if maybe it was all the hormones but I like I love the change I was so fascinated with um you know getting bigger getting wider getting more puffy and everything (laughs) getting some boobs yeah everything grows your hair grows actually pregnancy I was lucky I think my pregnancy was fairly straightforward I did get a little bit of um, sacrum pain at one point and um but i mean really i I think i did quite well i've had some difficult pregnancies um but yeah it was like it was so nice to let go of um having the body as the as the tool and worrying about it and oh my gosh my foot's sore am i going to be able to do my job or um and also not having the pressure of um, the adrenal system having such massive highs and lows all through a day like you know every time in class or a rehearsal you're trying something new you it's always a bit of nervousness or mm. um, and then before the show there's like nerves and then a massive high and then you've got to come down so the nine months of not doing that I actually felt really neutral calm yeah. like quite different um, interesting and I felt like everything that grew I was so um so pleased about because I just felt like I wanted to feed the baby and make everything as healthy and do as much as I could to make her grow well um so yeah I felt very like mother earth (laughs) oh that's nice though because I can imagine that for some it would probably be really hard to like let go because as a dancer you're so um in control yes of your body that when you don't have control of it that could be like a total shock to the system probably when I I had the baby and then you know you're you're happy that it's all gone well yeah um, probably then I was like oh I thought I'd look a little more like myself <laughs> and then the realization that that um takes quite a while for even you to go back to a normal like maybe a normal sized waist even that stuff let alone a ballerina size <laughs> yes exactly and it's like all oh, right this is going to take quite a while and um just not having that's not your priority and it wasn't like I really enjoyed those early um months but there was a point where I started to be needing to come back into class and things I was like gosh there's just not a a lot of time to go to the gym or do like Pilates if I was rehabbing an injury I'd be doing Pilates all day and coaching and like a lot of hours and I'd only have windows of maybe hour and a half two hours to come in and do what I needed to and 
it was nice but I was like oh it's gonna take a lot longer to actually get to a point that I can dance again yeah so maybe I think that kind of um not surprised me but I was like oh I have to be a bit more patient than I thought yeah um but it was amazing once I could get to a, a class um standard like I could keep up with a basic class um the body starts to remember and there's nothing like dance to get you fit and strong again mm-hmm. and also to open up the back and the spine because so much of mothering and parenting is forward and yeah I've holding thought them. about I just yeah so much I hadn't realized before either and you know you come in and I guess you feel, even when you're holding them you yes sort of, and yeah. feeding and, and you're looking you, you're looking at your child all the time everything's forward and then ballet is everything's out and expressive so in a way it's the best thing to come in and do it's very true yeah okay yeah if I have a child yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I <laughs> keep teaching ballet afterwards yeah yeah <laughs> that's so funny yeah just need something to and, and you sit yeah you sit a lot especially at the beginning feeding and holding mm. and um yeah that's interesting I never even thought of that mm. um Oh, of course, Mum wanted to know, is she a good sleeper, Amber? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Mum, like, is that like a touchy question? Mum, yeah. Mum goes, no, ask her. Ask you know her. what? I think for a travel baby, yeah. um, a baby that has had a lot go on in her yeah. first year, I think she's not too bad. Yeah, She doesn't sleep through. Yeah. If that's the definition of sleeping well, no. That I, I don't know. I have to ask Mum. <laughs> yeah, I think sleeping through is like as they get from one side of midnight to at least five or six in the morning and uh, yeah we don't get that but she's you know between Ty and I there's usually one or two wake-ups and then uh early morning so at the moment I'm doing all the wake-ups yeah that's hard (laughs) you you, I must admit Eva you look pretty um fresh for a uh, new mummy must be my new moisturizer I bought. <laughs> Everyone will be like Instagram messaging oh. me going, what's the, what's the moisturizer that Amber uses? <laughs> I think, I mean, ballet, I think again, you know, you have yeah. to drink a lot of water and exercise yeah. like that kind of helps. I, it definitely would help. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know, see, at 36, if you don't mind me sharing your age with everybody. No. <laughs> um, I heard you've already exceeded your career expectations. Yeah. Because you were pretty happy to... Weren't you thinking like thirty five was tops? I did. I didn't. Um. Yeah. It wasn't like I wanted to stop. Yeah. Then. I just. I think when I was eight years ago, someone said, "Give me a number," and I thought that sounded really old. <laughs> and now you're like, "Oh no, like, no, no, oh yeah, no." It's um. I'm just amazed. My body um kept going. Yeah. Um. That long, and then I mean, I've had you know the two years that I've been off, and then pregnant. That kind of suddenly they disappeared. I was like, "Oh, now I'm thirty six, so." Yeah, I'm. I'm still here, and yeah, it's not, things aren't as they were. You always surrender um, physical attributes, and it's just you've got to be okay with that. And then you find other strengths, and um, you learn to use your maturity and and all the tools that you've been given over the years by our coaches. You have to really draw on them, and this is the time where you know other things have to step up to um yeah replace maybe you're just sheer physical grunt of youth yeah mm. yeah uh, it's um it's the question that i like to ask too of professional dancers what what are your expectations for after 
Mm. Like, because we, you know, you finish so early in your life. Like it is, isn't it? It is. It's so early. It's hard for a lot of people to quite fathom. And so have you given any thought to what you want to do with your second career? (laughs) Yes, I have. I, um, I was leaning towards doing podiatry or health science because I love doing anatomy and I sort of did that on the side for a a little while just for fun because I enjoyed it. And then I was approached um, by Michaela Kirkowdy, who actually was my uh, level seven teacher in the Australian Ballet School. And she now is in charge of the uh, the graduate diploma of elite teaching, which is their teacher's course. Mm-hmm. And she said, when are you coming to do our course? And I was like, oh, I've never thought about it. And she's like, well, have a think about it. And then I spoke to her and um, she reminded me of um, like as amazing as it is to go into something different she said don't forget you've got years of all this like knowledge and that's been passed on and you you love music and you're physical and she said um it's a shame sometimes if all that gets lost and Mm. I I sort of started thinking about how you pass on you know what I've learned has only been because someone has physically told me and been in the studio and they've learned it from someone before them and I think yeah it's been a long time Mm. it's been the most of my life this is the one thing I know probably more about than I do about anything else in life. Um, so I thought teaching is like the probably the thing I want to do. Yeah. And especially that sort of pre-professional or professional. But um, I've heard that the teaching course that they run through the Aussie Valley School is quite awesome. My my friend great. Christine, oh, um, yeah. who just got married. Oh, um, no, oh yeah, Christine. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's gorgeous. So she was in my level when I was at ABS. Yeah. yeah so Christine and I were in the same level. That's right. Yeah. So she. Um, yes. Yeah. She really enjoyed it, and so and she's now a teacher there. So. Yeah, they love her. She's very good with the little ones. I've watched her um, teach she level one would and two. Be. Very yeah. patient. Um, yeah. But that's what I was the more I've done the course the more I'm like it's so important whether it's young kids or older kids how you get them from nothing to yeah. being professional dancers like how do you teach ballet because you just take it for granted when yeah. you're a professional you don't analyze it and you probably forget too what you it was forget. like being a little one learning yeah, yeah and also I mean even things I learned in school it's um the basics the fundamentals of ballet and and the style and it's been really good to revisit it also for my own dancing and when I was pregnant I started the course and it was nice to feel like I still had my brain in a ballet mode mm. just differently yeah um, but yeah I think if you're going to teach I want to be a good teacher yeah so I think you'd make a lovely teacher it's um I feel like it's helping me feel more prepared yeah um yeah I would want to be armed with the right skills to mm. you know because it's important teaching um vocational kids and if they ask a question you need to be sure when you answer yeah Um, and teaching is a completely different skill so it is it's yeah a lot of people sometimes think that maybe if you're a professional dancer that you'd naturally make a good teacher and that's not the case at all exactly I mean it's so clear because often I'm like I have to get up and try something and the thing with teaching is one day I won't be able to get up and go, actually, it's just like this. I have to understand in my head. Yeah, the leg just won't go bang. <laughs> yeah, and also that's how I do it. Yeah. I have to be able to teach it in the pure form to someone from scratch. And yeah. Yeah, it's, um, to be a good teacher, you really take yourself out of it. It's all about the student as much as I'm sure they're interested in your career. They, they are interested in their future career. Yeah. And as a dancer, it's all about you. Yeah. 
So probably at the same time becoming a mum and doing a teaching course has been very good because when you're a mum, it is not about you anymore. Yeah. It's about your baby. And yeah. I'm feeling like those two parts of my life are aligning really nicely. Like I'm learning yeah. things from both that can help. That's nice. Yeah, so I'm going to yeah. hopefully be a good ballet teacher. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you'll be an amazing ballet teacher and your students will be very lucky to have you. Um, besides Bonnie keeping you up at night, what keeps you up at night? Like with thoughts, I always like to ask this question because mm. it, always, it always gets an interesting response. Well, I mean, at the moment, you know, I wake up and the apartment smells like it's burning because the fires, like, oh. you know, I do, I do worry about the, the planet and... Yeah, having a baby and all the nappies about, uh, yeah. and everything, you're yeah. like, gosh, there's a lot of waste I'm making. And then you think about that multiplied, and then the world that they're going to be in. Um, yeah, you know, and then you have to stop thinking about it. Otherwise, yeah. you might go to sleep. Because I can imagine having a baby, I would be the same. I'd be like, oh my gosh, what world are we? Yeah, and <laughs> you know, what's she going to be like? In yeah. what the world? What is the world going to be like when she's my age? There's a lot. And they're going to be so much more ahead, I think, because there's just mm. information out there. And, um, yeah, I think you just have to be on the front foot with kids. Yeah. I guess just sometimes it's scheduling at the moment and um, thinking ahead and hoping I can make everything, like hoping I can dance and be professional and do what I need to here, but I, I worry that I, I'm not going to be giving Bonnie the best sort of quality of my time and mm. I worry about it, that I'm going to miss her next year when I have to do more that kind of uh, it's been nice this year not to be um, as involved as I normally am because I could, you know, got to put her to bed each yeah. night and I think not maybe getting to do that as much next year worries me but um, yeah you know I'm sure she'll forgive me. She will. <laughs> and, I, and she's very social, so I'm sure she won't mind. You know what? I think it's great that you that she's meeting so many, you know, different yeah. people and, yeah. and in different arms. I think that's a good thing because, yeah. you know, we've lost that tribe feeling with, mm. with, you know, and so she has a tribe. She's got a very special tribe. Oh, I know. I was going to say, mean, this how many is, children oh. have their name on the Oh, I, I'm going to take a photo of it before I leave. Yeah. It's so gorgeous. The fact that Bonnie's name is under your name on the dressing room. I, know. I hope she, I mean, whether she dances or not, like she'll have I was some pretty funny pictures, like from when she's um, a baby one day, I'll be able yeah. to show her. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she'll probably have some good genes for the, uh, for the yeah. role of, uh, if, if she wants to be a ballerina. <laughs> she's pretty, I mean, just for fun, like I, I do, you know, bend and stretch yeah, dances yeah. and I turn around and, and she copies really well. I don't know if that's pretty normal at the age of one but um she does quite like when we start doing a bit of movement she's very physical so yeah i think that will need to be channeled into sport or tumbling or i don't know oh surely she has to be a very good climber she could be be a rock climber she could be a rock climber i don't let her do that that stuff scares me (laughs) yeah she's she loves climbing and she'll often do it onto things she's not allowed to and she'll just be quietly sitting there until i notice and then she's Sorry. <laughs> well, with you as her mother and Ty as her dad, I'm I'm pretty sure she's going to be a very active little baby. Yeah. <laughs> but so um, yeah. We won't push her into it, obviously. But um, no. If she wants to do it. Yeah. You're wait. open to that. I can't wait to see her in a little ballet outfit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I um, my last question that I always ask everyone, being the balanced ballerinas podcast, what is your number one tip for leading a balanced life? Balanced life. You're like it's not very balanced right now, but <laughs> or is it? Um, I mean, it's, it's, no, I think it's pretty balanced yeah. because I can't be here too much. You know, I've got to, I have to be balanced because I'm being Bonnie's mum. Yeah. I think that 
for especially as a ballet dancer is to um, let go of the perfectionism. Yeah. Like to embrace, you know, if there's something that's not great in your physicality, like stop hating it, stop wasting energy, wishing you could change it or have been born different. Mm. Um, embrace it. It's there to stay. Move on. <laughs> that's good so, advice. Yeah, and I think just don't sort of get complacent. Like I've had to... You know, you're always striving to be more, to be more, um, to be better. But there's a point where you're like, okay, it's not healthy to keep thinking about work too much. And, mm. um, yeah, just to get home. And, I mean, I love cooking. I like being outside, gardening and um, being at the beach. And, yeah, just doing things that are probably the opposite of normal the, people in, things normal normal <laughs> things yeah. actually just yeah. being at home catching up with yeah. friends and when we get those like a, a weekend or we're performing we're not performing and we get the nights off um i quite enjoy those times because it does make you feel more like you're in a normal job yeah yeah no, <laughs> and then it, nice. it balances when you come back to the excitement of doing the seasons and yeah 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 well you do have very exciting very exciting life i just want to say thank you so much it really is um quite bizarre interviewing you today because as I told you I used to watch you through the window you and and Lucy Lucinda Dunn were my favorites and I'm honored to be in Lucy's category oh well it's so funny because I I get to see her tomorrow but so I'm kind of pinching myself so I just wanted to thank you for a doing a podcast but also thank you for when I was a younger dancer for you know instilling in me a sense of inspiration and so yeah, thank, thank you so you. much. I'm honoured. No, thanks, nice. Amber. <laughs> thank you. Did you enjoy that one? Isn't Amber just gorgeous? If you want to follow her on Instagram, head to Amber underscore E underscore Scott. And as always, you can follow us at Balance Ballerinas or my personal one at The Balance Ballerina. I love hearing from everyone. I love hearing if you enjoyed the episode, what you enjoyed about it, where you're listening from. Take a screenshot, uh, share it with a friend. Um, It helps keep the podcast going. And have a great week, everyone. Bye.